All right. Well, welcome to Prayer and Healing School. We're a few minutes late because we got caught up in a powerful time of prayer. Uh, I don't know. We might have to get to where we got everything ready to roll, and then when it hits time, we just hit go and go. Because uh, uh, I've been saying that a while, but okay. Uh, but praise the Lord. I mean, the the power hit, and uh, it was just good. So if you're joining us online live or later, uh, just know the power of God is present to heal. And all you have to do is reach out and, and reach out and touch it. Reach out and pull it like the woman with the issue of blood. Just reach out and touch Jesus and be healed. So where are we going? He's gonna, Pastor Mike's going to backtrack us into the book of Exodus. Yep, Exodus, uh, Exodus 15. Exodus 15, all right. In verse 26. Verse 26, here we go. And Robbie's got it underlined. And I do have it underlined. Yep, yep. So, Glory to God. Um, in verse 26 it says, And if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. So that... Lord that healeth thee is Jehovah Rapha. Yes, Jehovah Rapha. God our healer. Yes. Yep, God our healer. So so this translates in, in the definition uh, in the Hebrew, it translates to God, the God who heals, the great physician, the one who makes you whole, the healer of nations, both physical and emotional. Come on. So there's, there's a lot to this Jehovah Rapha, and it appears in the Bible... Uh, 67 times. Um, yes. Jehovah, all of them in the Lord Old Testament, of course, I believe. Yes. Yes. In fact, the first healing that we looked at in uh, Genesis, which was the was Abraham um, praying, I believe it was Abraham praying for Abimelech, yes, uh, is the first time that we see Jehovah Rapha. That was Genesis what? Uh, in Genesis chapter 20. Verse 17. Uh, verse 17, yes. Is what it shows here, yes. Um, and it says, and it, so Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed, or God Rapha. Uh, so this is the first place in Genesis uh, 20 that we see Jehovah Rapha. And it doesn't say the Lord your God. It actually says that God healed, or the, uh, or <laughs> So it's Jehovah Rapha right there. So Jehovah Rapha is um, our great physician, our great healer. Thank you, Father. So, Thank you, Lord. So out of, the, out of the times that it's in the Old Testament, uh, Jehovah Rapha is, is translated as healed, the physicians that healeth and, and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed and is healed, uh, be healed, heal, uh, not be healed. Uh, that's when Jehovah Rapha doesn't show up. That was Deuteronomy 28, of course. That's in the that's that's, <laughs> that's the, in the curses. That's in the second half of yep. the curses when he said, "All these curses shall come upon me." Yep. That's when Jehovah Rapha has removed his hand of protection. It, it's tra translated, "And I heal, then ye shall be healed. Unto him be repaired. I have healed, uh, were healed, to be healed. Behold, I will heal, will heal, and will heal." But to the physicians, and healed, make whole, ye are all physicians, unto thee and thou hast healed, unto me heal, 
Hold on. All of these phrases are how Rapha is translated in the Old Testament. Yep. So every time you hear these phrases, so when you so when you hear these phrases, so you'll notice every time Rapha is used, it has some type of healing associated with it. And it goes on and on. On like and it's on, here and, and, on and on. So because uh, each time it's used, the trans it's only translated like twice the same. Or well, there's one. It's three times. It's it's translated just directly heal. But other than that, everything's like one time or two times. That's the phraseology. Out of the whole 67 times. So Jehovah Rapha, um, he is our healer. He is the Lord God, our healer. But notice in verse 26, <clears throat> it says right here, how do you bring Jehovah Rapha on the scene? Well, let's go back to the beginning of the verse. He said, and this is the Lord speaking to Moses. And if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes or laws. I will put none of these diseases upon thee. Now again, we're talking Old Testament. We're talking the Hebrew language. So when it says, I will not um, bring any of these upon you, God is not the bringer of sickness. No. God has no sickness. There is zero sickness in heaven. In order for God to bring sickness upon somebody, the way we understand this word bring today, he would actually have to steal it from Satan because God has no sickness. Sickness is a work of Satan. Sickness and disease entered the world when Satan became the ruler of this world. So, and, and Satan, many people kind of say, well, God and Satan work hand in hand. Let me be very clear. Satan is not God's lynchman. Or henchman. Or henchman, lynchman, henchman, whatever it is. <laughs> <clears throat> he is not that. God, Satan does not, Satan does not, uh, you know, God doesn't go, oh, they're bad, Satan, go get them. No, that's not, they don't work in, they don't yeah, work Satan hand in hand. Satan doesn't do God's bidding. Satan's against God. That's right. So Satan, so when it says that he will, uh, that when that scripture reads, um, uh, I will put none of these diseases upon you. What it really means is I will not allow any of these diseases upon you. So if you want to keep sickness and disease at bay, if you want to keep sickness and disease away from your door, how do you do that? Well, you do that. <clears throat> look, at, look, at, look right here at the beginning. It tells us. It says, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, in the Old Testament, they, the voice of the Lord their God came to them through the prophets and through the kings. Now, the voice of the Lord comes to us through the written word, through the written word. So if you see things in the word that God says you need to do, if you'll start to put those things into action, you will begin to ward sickness away from your body. You will begin to put sickness away from your body. But then there's also the things that God tells you specifically to do for your in your own walk with him. If God tells you that he wants you to spend set, a set amount of time in prayer and you don't spend that time in prayer, you're opening the door because you're in disobedience. That's the voice of the Lord your God. If, God, if you hear the Spirit say, you're getting, say you get in the car and you're getting ready to turn left to go to work and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, go right, and, and you go, but Lord, if I go right, I got to go, basically, I got to go around the block. I got to go two, three miles out of my way or five miles out of my way. 
Um, but if you hear the voice of the Lord say, go, go right, when you're intending to go left and you disobey, it's entirely possible that some type of sickness, disease, or injury could come to you because the reason the Spirit said don't go left is because God knew there was an accident in your future. You understand this? He understood that there was a deer that was causing some problems and that was going to jump out and cause you an issue. You see, God knows your future better than you know your past. And so when God tells you to do things, certain things, he's telling you to do them for either because he's trying to get you to a place of blessing or because he's trying to get you out of a place of a curse. Those are the two reasons that God tells you something. Well, if he's trying to tell you to, you know, if he says, hey, go right, not left, he's trying to keep you from getting into an accident. If he says, if uh, the Lord tells you, you know, you're fixing to go to somebody's house. I've had this happen a couple of times. We were going to go do a fellowship with somebody, and things just didn't go right. And God said, I, you know, I just, had a, I just had a knowing. One of us had a knowing in our spirit that we didn't need to go. And though we're people of our word, uh, God's word supersedes our word. And so we had a knowing that mm, I, don't, I, just, I'm, I don't have a peace about going. So we would call the people and say, you know, hey, you know, I know this, we had these plans, but we're not going to be able to make it. Um, there's some things that have come up. That's not a lie. What came up? The Holy Ghost came up. The Holy Ghost came up. And we say there's some things that have come up, and I'm really sorry we're not going to be able to make it. We'll do our best to make it up to you. And then so we didn't go, and then we found out later that the people were sick, and they didn't know they were sick. And sickness went through the place like wildfire. Or we find out that some drama broke out. And we were like, oh, thank God we weren't in that drama. Or we find out later that there was an accident on our pathway. You know, so there's hearkening to the word of God itself, hearkening to the scriptures. And then when God, but when the spirit speaks, that's also hearkening. It's also hearkening. So why are we telling you this about, about Jehovah Rapha and who he is? Because because the Bible says that if we get to know God, and if we follow His commandments, that He will He will heal us, right? So it says right here in this verse, it says, "If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God." So how we do how do we do that if we don't if we don't learn His Word and learn what He has to say to us? If we don't begin to learn who He is, see Jehovah Rapha is part of who He is. There's a whole list of names over there. Yes, that 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 Jesus that Jesus is called and that the Lord's called and and we we should learn and all of them, you know, um, you know the the Bible also says that he is he is the great shepherd, and that we that that his sheep will know will know the vo know his voice they will it will recognize they will recognize his voice the voice of the Lord and how do we do that if we don't know his word how do we do that if we if we don't know who he is. You know, we have to learn who he is. The more we learn who he is, the the more God's going to operate through us, and the more we're going to get out of out of this relationship with God. We have to learn who he is. We have to diligently seek him, diligently listen to the voice of the Lord thy God. And the voice is the Bible. Come on. It it is. If you're not reading it on a daily basis, if you're not studying it, you're not learning his voice. And how are you going to hear him? When he's, he has something to say to you. Many people say that well, God doesn't talk to me. It's because you're not listening and you're not seeking. 
Yeah, and you're not obeying. You're not obeying. If, you're, if, if God's not talking to you, at least a little bit, and sometimes it's hard to learn to recognize his voice, but if he's not talking to you a little bit, it's because you're not looking hard enough. You're not listening hard enough. You're not diligently seeking. Or you're in disobedience. Have you ever, I, I don't know about how other people parent, but I know how my parents and how my mom parented. And if mom told me to do something, it, once she reached a certain point after telling me multiple times to do the same thing, it got to, don't talk to me and I have nothing to say to you until you get obedient. Uh, that's how our God is. That is how our God is. Brother Randy was talking about that at the meeting. He was saying, there's things that, that God, he was, he was speaking in prophecy, and he's saying to the people in general, not to any one specific person, but he was saying that there's things that God has told you to do, and you haven't done it. And you're not going to move one step further forward with God until you get with him and or get to doing what he told you to do. Right. And, and people know what God has told them to do. So yeah. if they will just do it, if they will diligently hearken, if they will listen, if they'll do the things he's told them to do, he'll start speaking again. Well, seems how we're off on this venture, let's go to Psalms 103. <laughs> seems how this is where we're at. Let's Stay go to Psalms things. 103. No, you're being obedient <laughs> to the Holy Spirit. That's what we're supposed to be. Right. So let's go to Psalms 103. Psalms 103. We're going to look at another place where Rapha shows up. Where Rapha shows up. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Thank All you, right. Father God. So let's just pick up right here in verse 1, and uh, we'll read to verse 3. All right. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now let's stop right here. What does the word tell us to do? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my what? Soul. Soul. Thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Okay, well, Intellect. if you go back and you listen to this morning's message, it could be spirit as this well. This word soul <laughs> is actually interchangeable. Not even we didn't even talk about that word. We talked about it, the the Greek word, but we didn't talk about the Hebrew word. But the Hebrew word is just as interchangeable between spirit and soul as uh, as it is in the Greek. So here he says, here God says, "Oh my." soul well we know that in the new testament that we can't that that we uh that god is a spirit and that we must worship god from our spirit in the old testament they didn't have their spirit they didn't have the spirit of the living god living on the inside of them the way we do they had a human spirit but it wasn't connected to god the way ours is and, um, and therefore, the only way that they could bless God was through their mind and through their emotions and through the efforts of the physical body. Well, just because, listen, just because uh, we now worship from our spirit doesn't mean that we can't also worship God through uh, well, I shouldn't say worship. It doesn't mean that we can't bless God. Let me say it that way. Because it says, oh, my soul, bless God. It doesn't say, oh, my soul, worship God. It says, oh, my soul, bless God. It blesses God. It empowers God. It, 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 um, it gives God a little bit of, listen, how much do you know when everything around you is going wrong, it does something for you when somebody has a nice word for it, gives you a nice word? 
when somebody gives you a word of encouragement, when there's bombs exploding everything around you, when the people that you're trying to encourage in the things of God, and they're just, I mean, everywhere you look, they're just in a hot mess. And then somebody comes along and somebody says, I just want you to know you've made a difference in my walk with God. I just want you to know that you're important to me. You value, you're valuable to me. How much of you know that makes a difference? Well, guess what? <laughs> look at all the people of the world, and they're all children. They, every person on the planet, Listen to me. Every person on the planet, whoever was, who currently is, and who will ever be, they belong to God by creation. Now, they may choose to reject God and embrace Satan in hell, but by creation, they still belong to God. So if you look at the people of the world that are rejecting God, don't you think God probably needs a little pick-me-up every now and again? Don't you think he needs somebody to look down on him and go, that he needs to be able to look down from heaven and go, wow, they see me. They, they acknowledge me. They notice me. Well how, well, how can he do that? Yes, he knows spirit to spirit, but how much do you know it blesses God when he sees us speaking praises out of our mouth, when he sees us blessing him uh, with, with, a good, with, with, our, with our whole heart, with our whole soul, with our whole mind, when we bless God with our intellect, keeping our intellect on him, keeping our emotions on him. So this word soul in the Old Testament meant thoughts, feelings, and emotions because they couldn't connect with him spiritually. It also meant life. But it also means with their life. In other words, bless God with your life. Yep. Bless God with your life. With, your, with, with that part that, in, that animates you, with the breath of life. And this, this word in, in the Hebrew is nephesh, nephesh, or fresh, nephesh. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, we know we butcher in, it from time to time. It's in there 738 times in the Old Testament. That's right. Some, that's a lot. That's a lot of times. But notice it says, from head to toe, I will bless his holy name. When you keep your physical body... Doing the commandments of God. When you don't, you know, over in Corinthians, uh, it tells us to take every thought captive that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When you take every thought captive, you're blessing God with your intellect. When you're bringing every thought into captivity, you're blessing God with your with your mental ability. When you when you refuse to think on anything other that is a good report. What is uh, over there in Philippians? Think on these things. Think on what is good and what is blessed and all those things, that list. Precious and true and a virtue and all of those things. Think on those things. How much do you know we're blessing God with our thought life? Blessing God with our emotions, not getting down into the mully grubs, refusing to get down into murmuring, refusing to get down into complaining, refusing to have a pity party. Instead, we choose to say, instead, we choose to use our intellect to stir our emotions to have affection toward God. How much do you know that blesses him? When we, use, when we use our spirit ability to pray in other tongues, to pray in our heavenly language, to refresh ourselves and to get our emotions in line and to get us past our weaknesses, how much do you know that blesses God? That blesses God. That's blessing him with every part of us. Now, now in, in this scripture, it, it, it translates uh, nephesh as soul, which is very poetic and sounds great. Bless the Lord, O my soul. 
But if you translate it as, bless the Lord, O my life, yes. and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That means your whole life should be lived towards the blessing of God, towards making him proud of you, towards, yes. towards doing his work and the things that he's called you to do. It's bless the Lord all my life, everything within me. All of bless his holy name. Derek, bring that translation back up that you just had just a minute ago about from the top to the toes. Bring oh, that translation that back at? up. The message. Look oh, at the that. message. We re I read it, but I didn't tell you what translation it was. He said, oh, my soul, bless God from my head to my toes. Every part of you. You know, that means, listen, when you, when you dress appropriately, that blesses God. When you carry your conversation clean, that blesses God. When you, when, you, when you take the time, listen, when you take the time to wash your clothes, when you take the time to make sure that they're not wrinkly, when you take the time to, to, to put on your best clothes. Now listen, your best might be sweatshirt, uh, sweatpants and a t-shirt. That was my best. It might be all that fits you right now. That might be that might be all that you can put on because you're in such physical sickness and disease. Or if it, you know, I, I was in a car accident. I mean, it took everything I could to slide flip flops onto my feet, slip on some sweatpants, and, and a t-shirt. I mean, that took everything out of me that I had. But she didn't stay home. She came to church. But I came to church. What was I doing? I was giving him my best. But then. When my best improved, my dress improved. My, my dress improved. Listen, I am not girly. To put on makeup, that's a drudgery to me. It is. To actually fix my hair and wear my hair down, that is hot and uncomfortable. Even at home, my hair's up 90% of the time. 90% of the time, my hair's up. But whenever I can, whenever I can do it, I, I wear my hair down for the Lord. Why? Because he blessed me with it. When I stand in the pulpit, when I come to church, when I'm, when I'm honoring him, I put on my makeup. Jewelry, that's just a lot of extras. But, yeah, I, I, I put it on to honor him. Why? Because he's blessed me to give him my very, very best. My very best. Now, did I get there overnight? No. But I know, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. We're talking about Brother Randy and Miss Patty. We were at their meeting this week, and, and Miss Patty came over several times, and she said, you always look so good. You're always dressed really nice. You always look really good. You look, you look clean. You look sharp. You look good. I mean, everything. And I always look at her, and I said, Miss Patty, I appreciate the words of encouragement, but you know it's all God. See, because we knew both Randy and Miss Patty back in the day when all I could do was put on the sweatpants and the T-shirt. When, when my best dress was, you know, some shorts and T-shirt, jeans and T-shirt. Like, like, when that was my best, she knew us back then. But now, she says, man, she said, you always look clean. You're all, you always look real sharp. What, what is, I mean, that's a compliment because she notices the transition. She came to me and she said, y'all are good pastors. And she was encouraging me. Because we've been through some things. And so she was encouraging me. And this is what she said. Because I'm sitting there going, Miss Patty, how do you know we're... Because like, they're not in on the day-to-day. -day. They see us, you know, a, a week here every few months. 
And, and honestly, the whole time, we're not sitting down fellowshipping with them and talking with them. In fact, other than a few minutes before, after, at service, we don't get to talk to them a whole lot. And so I'm sitting there going, well, how does Miss Patty know that we're good pastors? And then, but I didn't, I didn't say that. I just said, thank you. And all of a sudden, she looked at me. She said, here's how we know you're doing a good job as pastors. I said, how, Miss Patty? She said, because every time I see your people, they're getting better. I see improvement every single time we see them. She said, that's how we know you're doing a good job. How, how are people going to know that God's doing a good job when every time you see his people, they're improving? They're blessing him with everything in them from their head to their toes. So we're supposed to bless God with everything within us. And as Robbie pointed out, this could be how you dress, how you, how you keep your yard. Everything you do reflects upon the Lord. Absolutely. People know you're Christians, and, and it's, this isn't why we do it, but, but people know you're Christians, and they, and they can see how you act, what you do, how you carry yourself. Do you clean, wash your car? I mean, I mean. <laughs> yeah, she just stepped I, on my toe big, Miss Bridget. <laughs> It went three toes just right there. Bam! Everything you do is, is reflects upon the Lord. So you should carry yourself with the excellence that God put into you. See, and this isn't a, I mean, and you do this, if you, if you give God your very best, he's going to give you his very best. But here's the deal. It's not a contract. It's not a bargain. It's, it's not, he's already given us his very best. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross so that we wouldn't be separated from him. He's already given us his very best. But he's going to give us so much more if we give him our very best. But I thought this was healing school. What does this have to do with healing? We're going to show you. Well, part of his very best is you get healed. That's right. That's right. So it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, every part of you. Bless God with your spirit. Bless God with both parts of your soul, your intellect and your emotions. We talked about that this morning. And bless God with your body. Bless God with your finances. Bless God with your house. Bless God with everything that you have. Take care of him in every way that you can. Look at verse 2. Bless, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Listen, sometimes it gets tiresome to bless God with everything in you. It does. Let's not let, I mean, let, let, let's just be real honest. Let's just be real. real. He, Pastor Mike brought up, keep your car clean. And Bridget and I both went and... <laughs> And brick two, we all went, oh, hey, I'm not knocking anybody. My, all of my stuff isn't clean. Right? All of my right? stuff isn't clean. So I'm not knocking anybody in particular. I'm just saying we should live our lives as excellent as we can for the Lord. But here's the deal. You know, because I've got the thing where I can go through the car wash anytime I want to. But... But you see, right. exactly, yep. uh, going yep. through and getting it washed is great, but then getting out and doing the vacuuming and blowing out all the things and doing the windows and getting all, man, that takes time and 90 plus heat where it feels like the sun is on top of you. That is not okay. And that little sunshade, it doesn't work. It's, and then try to do it in the winter when there's snow. What? Your fingers are frozen before you get anywhere. Like, okay, right? So sometimes, sometimes, you know, you got to, I said, I don't wear makeup. You know, the Lord got on to me about that because I come into office and work during the week. And the Lord said, are you going to give me your best? Lord, I just want to, nobody's going to see me. He said, I see you. He okay, does. Jesus. <laughs> okay. How much, you know, sometimes it gets, you, you, 
from a from just a from just a human standpoint it gets tiring to constantly bless God not that he's not worth it but sometimes it gets tiring sometimes you have that day where you just want to say I just want to let my flesh have what it wants when you have those days forget not all his benefits why do we bless God because when we bless God, we open the door for him to send sickness and disease away from us. When we bless God, we open the door for Jehovah Rapha to come in. When we bless God, we open the door for God to open the windows of heaven and pour out, pour out the blessing. We're going to see in a minute that if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, all you have to do is obey the voice of God and God will command the blessing to you. You don't even have to ask for the blessing. We saw last week when we looked at the book of Ruth. Go back and look at last week's message on healing. We looked at Ruth who had been barren for 10 years. And then she followed uh, Naomi for a period of, uh, for a period of time. Uh, we don't know how much time went by, but this woman was barren, and so by now, she's in her older age. By the time uh, Ruth gets with Obed, uh, she's in her older age, and she couldn't have children when she was in her younger age. So, but, but she, did not, she didn't ask God to heal her. She didn't go to the priest and ask for the priest to make a prayer on her behalf. She didn't burn incense or make offerings. She didn't beg or plead God. She didn't rob Peter and steal from Paul and all of that to get the healing. She, all she did was she committed to God and gave God her absolute best. And in committing to God and giving God her absolute best, God healed her of infertility and gave her a son. Amen. She didn't even ask for it. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Glory to God. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. There's a whole lot of healing scriptures. There's there. a whole lot. But go back to verse 3. Look at verse 3. It says, Who bless the Lord God, bless God, bless the Lord, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. This is Old Testament. Old Testament, they could not get their sins, iniquities, that means sins, they could not get their sins, they could not get them washed away. All they could do is get their sins covered in the blood of bulls and goats. That's all they could do is get their blood covered. But yet, in the Old Testament, they knew that God was faithful to forgive all our sins. They, that God was faithful to expunge all of that from us. They knew that God had a way. And therefore, because God had a way, even though they couldn't see the way, because they knew that the, bull, the blood of bull and, bulls and goats only covered their sins. But yet somehow they knew that God was going to make a way for them to be washed clean. Now here's the deal. If you can get the sin out of your life, 
then you can take Satan's avenue to bring sickness and disease away from you. What does that mean? That every person that's sick has a sin in their life? No. However, and let me be very clear, just because somebody has a sickness or a disease in their life does not mean that that person themselves sinned. Okay? It does not mean that. I mean, honestly, how can a baby fresh out of the womb be, be a sinful child? Exactly. Can't. There's no possible way. There's no possible way. So here's the deal. Sickness and disease, especially more so in our day than in their day, sickness and disease runs rampant in the world because of sin in the world. Satan is the God of this world. And so as a believer, sickness can come knock on your door. Satan can come to your door and go, and if you go to the door and you open the door and you sign for the package of sickness, Satan has every right to leave that sickness with you or in you. What do you mean he's knocking at the door? How about when flu season comes? You know, we're not far from that. And people say, oh, it's flu season. We're coming around flu season. I get the flu every year. Guess what? He just knocked and you just took the package. What about allergy season? You know, I hate that. I've got that weather app on my phone, and it does the pollen updates. And forever, you could not turn that thing off. But finally, I, finally they updated it, and you could turn it off. But every single day, I get the alert on my phone, weather alert. And I look at it, and here come knocking. Oh, allergies, allergies, you're going to be a sinusy nightmare. And every day, I'd look at the alert. I knew what it was, but I still looked at it. I said, turn that thing off. I'm tired of the Satan knocking at my door. Turn it off. Here's another one. You go off, you go do something fun, and, and you know, and you, maybe you go hiking or something, or you just go outside and do something outdoorsy. And some people will say, well, I'm going to go outside and do something outdoorsy, but every time I do, something bad happens to me. <laughs> every time I do, a bee stings me, I trip and fall. I do, I mean, every time. My aunt used to say this over her daughter. My, now, my daughter's, y'all got to be real careful with my daughter. She's got thin bones, and she breaks easily. Remember that? She used to say that all the time. So Michael says, hey, come on, family, let's go on a hike down to the waterfall. The waterfall hike is like this. I mean, I mean, it's like it's at one, at one little segment of the hike, you're like grabbing tree to tree as you slide down the mountain. Jackie sit down there. All right, so you're so we're all concerned about the trip down, and she's got the baby strapped to her chest, you know, and so we're being real cautious with her. So everything goes fine. We spend time at the waterfall, we splash around in the water, we play, it's all good, right? We're walking, so we walk down the river so we can walk back up the road because it'll be easier to walk up the road. We're walking up the gravel road, and somehow she flips her ankle. She tries to, and she starts, and she starts to fall, and she, of course, she protects the baby instead of herself. So and she twists. So she twists to protect the baby, to keep from falling on the baby, which is the right thing to do. And somehow she broke her ankle in so severely that I think she had to have three pins put in her yeah, ankle. It was a spiral fracture. She ended up having to have three pins put in her ankle. And I'm like, seriously? And I, I watched her fall. I mean, I couldn't believe she'd hurt herself. I mean, it, she just slipped and fell down, but, but we had to carry her the, the 15 more feet to the car. 
Right. But here's the deal. She had heard all the days of her life. You have thin bones and they break easily. They have thin, you have thin bones and they break easily. Even her mom, her mom said that to her as we were headed out the door. What happened? The devil came knocking and she answered the call. And, and it didn't mean she had sin in her life. No. It just means that's what she'd been taught. That's just what that's she'd what been she'd heard. And that's what got inside of her. That's right. So not everything, not, you know, she didn't do anything wrong. In fact, she did everything right. She protected the baby. She did everything right. But because we live in a sinful, dying world, and because she had always heard you have small, thin bones, and she received that into her heart when she took what should have been a normal, easy fall, the door was open. Now, that's not sin on her part. She didn't sin. She had just put faith in what she had been told all the days of her life. Not with not meaning to. She didn't mean to by any means. Right? So there are cases where sin, where sickness comes and nobody sins. But we say that so much because we want to pet people and calm people down. And we don't want people to feel bad that the sickness that they have is because of their own works and words. And so we say that and we pet them. And, what, and we do it to the point that people never examine their life. That they never examine their life. And so when sickness comes knocking on your door, if you're dealing with a chronic sickness in your life, begin to examine it. Now, I grew up as a very sickly child. I was sick. I mean, I had pneumonia by, what, three months old, Mom, I think it was? Very short, less than that, two months old, something like that. Now, does that mean that I sinned and that, as a, as a one-month-old baby, two-month-old baby? No. But I grew, but because of that, I grew up with a very weakened immune system, and I just grew up with a mentality that I'm just sick, that's the way it is, and I'm going to be in the doctor's office every month of my life. That's just the way it's going to be. But I got a hold of God wants me healed and wants me whole. I got a hold of I have that Satan comes with a package. Just because those were the packages that I got as a, as a child does not mean that those same packages are packages that I need to receive as an adult. So um, when asthma developed, I was told you're going to have asthma all the days of your life and got into an adult. And, and, and then, now check this out, this was crazy. Like, okay, I have asthma, big deal. You take a puff on the thing and you're good to go, Right. So, but I started talking to God. I got into church. I got into the Word. I got into saying, "Okay, by His stripes I'm healed. I'm I'm pushing back the asthma. I'm pushing back the bronchitis. I'm pushing back getting the flu every year. I'm pushing these sicknesses back. I'm rejecting the packages from Satan." And this couple comes to the church. Sweet couple, wonderful couple, sweet sweet couple. Um, but the gentleman had severe asthma. Severe. And uh, and so we were kind of talking and relating, oh, yeah, asthma can be hard, you know, kind of certain things can come out of nowhere, and boom, you got it, and this and that and the other. And so we could kind of relate to each other. And then all of a sudden, then we go to church one Sunday, and the couple's not there. And I'm like, well, what, what happened? Where'd they go? And find out, we found out that day or the next day that he went to the hospital with an asthma attack and died from the asthma attack. How much do you know that was an attack of Satan to put me into fear that 
that the asthma could actually kill me. That was an attack of Satan. That must have been when you were a kid. No. That was right over here at this other church. Was it? Yeah. I remember his name. His name was Mark. I remember his wife. He was a smaller man. Uh, he wore thick glasses, things like that. I remember him very clearly. He'd only been at the church for a very short period of time. Mom remembers who he is now. Uh, yeah, he'd only been at the church for a few short times. But how much do you know? Now, I, I don't know what his situation was, why it happened that way or anything. It was a shock to everybody. But what I do know is that Satan used that to do this. To come knocking on the door. Well, what did I have? You know, I'm, I'm eradicating the sin out of my life. So, so Satan goes, oh, well, okay, you're getting the sin out, but let me place this fear in you. Let me place this fear in you. And I said this morning, God is love and Satan is fear. If you are worshiping, if, you're, if you are following God, you're doing the things of love. But if you're wrapped up over here in, in, in fear, then you're showing Satan that you love him because he's the father of fear. So I have an opportunity uh, to, to um, with, with this gentleman dying from asthma, I mean, it struck me with fear. It did. I mean, it struck me with fear. But you notice both my husband and my mom were both like, wait, what? I never said a word to him. Why? Because I was not going to receive the package. Amen. I was not going to receive the package. I refused the package. All right? So sometimes sickness comes. So it says, who is faithful to forgive all thine iniquities. I was talking about that because sometimes we don't examine why sickness is there. That's what got me there. I was saying, sometimes we don't examine why do we deal, why is this sickness here in the first place? What opened that door what opened that door well i know what opened I, I i understand why i've dealt with infirmity all of my life because satan it has a demon you know paul said that uh he was given uh, by a messenger of satan he was given a thorn in his flesh that's not talking a physical thorn what it's talking about is there was a demon assigned to him to cause him distresses in his life and the reason that demon was sent to them is because satan knew that Paul was going to be a problem for him. Well, here's the deal. I believe a lot of times people that deal with chronic sickness, that there's been a demon assigned to them. doesn't mean that they've sinned, but I believe a demon has been assigned to them to cause them to have sickness constantly so that they will not fulfill the plan of God for their life. That, somebody needed to hear that. It's going to help somebody. Amen. But notice it says, "...who forgiveth, God forgiveth all thine iniquities." One way to get healed is to get the sin out of your life. Amen. One way to get healed is get the sin out of your life. Notice there's a colon, he said, which mean, or a semicolon, which means what he's fixing to say is directly connected to what he just said. And it says, who healeth all thy diseases. If you will get the sin out of your life, the obvious sin and the unobvious sin, then God can begin to heal you. So how did I get past asthma? How did I get healed from asthma? When this fear struck, how did you handle it? How did you get... Because remember, I said, I was working on getting all of the sin out of my life. And I was, and I was doing... At that point, by that time, I was already doing really good. Um, but what did I have to do? I had to keep the sin of fear, the sin of worry, off of me. 
So I would purposely, one of the things that would trigger asthma for me would be exercise. So I would purposely grab my inhaler, I would purposely go for a walk, and I would begin to pray in other tongues, and I would begin to say, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. I began to say, I incline my ear to his breath, and I match my breathing with his breathing. His breath is strong. His breath is silent. His breath is steady. Therefore, my breath is strong. My breath is silent. My breath is steady. What was I doing? I was was submitting to God, and I was resisting the devil so that God could healeth all my diseases. All right. Now, I know some folks are saying... Hold on. i got to make one other point. Where it says, who healeth, mm-hmm. that's the word Rapha. That's the word Rapha. Yep. He, we, if I'll get the sin out of my life, uh, both just purposeful sin and not intended sin, but if I'll get every ounce of sin out of my life, Rapha comes on the scene to, to, to rid me of all disease. And now, if you take that word, I learned how to spell by sections of words. Look at this word, D-I-S. That means to be against or dis, dis, to dislike something. You're against it. You don't like it. The rest of that word is the word ease. When you have a disease, you are not at ease. That makes sense. Not at ease. Not at ease. That's how I learned how to spell disease. Is it is uh, dis d i s means I'm against ease. So when you have disease in your life, you are out of ease. Well, how much you know? You want to get in ease. You want to get to where it's easy. You want to get to where life is comfortable. See, everything about Satan is to put you into a position of torment. If how much you know? If you're out of ease of life, you're in torment. So, speaking of Satan and how he attacks, I know that Satan is probably attacking some because I said we should live our life unto the Lord to bless the Lord. Yes. And they're going, but pastor, that's so hard. (laughs) Well, one, I didn't say you had to be perfect. Just keep working at it. I said you should live your life unto the Lord and do it with a spirit of excellence, which means do the very best you can. And everything that you do. And, and, you know, I know that means requires extra effort. And, but the Lord redeemed your time. The, the Lord is, uh, and, you know, some of you are getting down. But you know what? If you please the Lord, he's going to fill you with joy. Absolutely. And that's going to lift you up. Absolutely. You know, but here's the deal. You live your life. For the Lord. Yes. With a spirit of excellence. You do just do the best you can. He doesn't require you to be perfect. He requires you to be becoming perfected. Correct. That's what the whole, all the scriptures is about is perfecting of the saints. Maturing. Um, growing maturing. up. Maturing. So we are, we are to be trying to do better at all times. Because yes. there's always room for improvement. Yes. Maturing. Growing up. Go to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. A little bit of a different flow today. We're not looking at definite uh, healing accounts in the Old Testament. 
We'll get back to that next week, provided the Lord lets us go that way. Uh, yes, the Lord told us we're to look at the healing accounts, but when the Holy Spirit wants to take us a different way, we go the different way, and then the Holy Spirit will get us back to where we need to be. But look at Deuteronomy 28. <clears throat> Uh-oh. 28. Oh, oh. Deuteronomy 28. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's the blessings and the curses. Let's, we're going we're gonna to skip and we're going to start. Um, I'm going to let the anointed reader pick up right here in verse 15. And we're just going to let him read. Uh-oh. We're just going to let the anointed so reader read. we're starting read. with the curses. We're going to start right. right here. Now, here's what you need to understand. He's, you're going to hear the phrase, I will cause these things to come upon you. When it said, or I will bring these things upon you. Remember, this is Old Testament. Remember, they didn't have the um, the uh, they didn't have the. Um, well, they didn't have Christ. No, I'm talking about from the English speech. Oh, okay. They didn't have prepositions. Oh, they right. did not have prepositions the way we have prepositions. So in the translation. They, the prepositions are based on the extra letters that they add to the word, and you have to understand the character to understand um, what uh, preposition to use. And so where it says that God will bring or God will uh, cause, they should have said God will allow um, is instead. They used the wrong preposition. Oh, they had permissive and causative. Right, yeah, right. Gotcha. Right. So this is what God, so they translated it in the causative form, but it really should be read in, in the, the permissive. in the permissive form. Which they didn't have. Correct. Right. Okay, so verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, or laws, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee, Cursed shall thou be in the city. Have you ever noticed that once, person, once somebody gets a sickness, then all of a sudden another sickness comes, and then another sickness comes, and then another sickness comes? If you've, worked, if you've been around medical people at all, you'll find out that you know, when they go, oh, do you have any sicknesses? Most people will go, oh, no. Or they'll list maybe one or maybe two, especially when, they're first, when sicknesses first get coming on their body. But the longer somebody is in sickness, the longer their list of sicknesses become. It's like one piles on top of the other one, not throwing anybody under the bus, but when uh, we take my mother-in-law to the doctor, we literally have to have her medical resume with us that's about six pages long because she's got like a page of medications. She's got like a page of surgeries. She's got like a page and a half of all these different sicknesses and, sicknesses and illness. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got like, you know, and they're like, oh, do you have any of these? And we're like, check that box, that box, that box. Oh, what about this area over in the heart area? Check this box, this box, this box. Notice what it says. It said, um, verse 15, notice what it said. He said, all of these diseases shall come upon thee. All they these don't, curses. Or all yeah. these curses. It, it's not one. It doesn't. It's not. Bam, they all show up at once. It's one shows up, and then another one shows up, and then another one shows up, and then another one shows up, and before you know it, you've got a medical resume. Yeah. All right, so, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. 
And cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. That's your storehouse, your bank accounts. Bank accounts. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Have you ever noticed that people that have a lot of sickness, the majority of them have also have a lot of poverty? Because they have a lot of, they have a lot of medical debt and a lot of, they, the curse is operating in their life. That's a sad thing is when you really start to look at people, you can really see, when you, when you look at this curse, you can really begin to see it pile up. Not everybody that has sickness is pover- it has poverty, but a great majority of them do. All right. Keep going? Yeah. All right. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, and all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Have you ever noticed that a lot of these people say, if it wasn't for, luck, for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all? Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Or they'll say, well, no one my luck, such and such sickness is going to come upon me. Well, because of this, I just, you know, my car is going to brown. You know, I got to go to the doctor, but my car is going to break down on the way. How much do you know? Curse going in or curse going out, curse coming in, cursed in the city, cursed in the field. Come on. Let's All keep right. going. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee or cling to thee. All types of sickness. Until he has consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest. To possess it. So wherever and whenever you go to possess it, he's going to consume thee. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning. That doesn't sound good. No. And with <laughs> when you the, look these things up, they are not good. And with the sword and with blasting. Blasting? Okay. Yeah, you don't want to know. And with mildew. Yeah, I don't want no mildew. <laughs> you don't want to know what blasting is either, trust me. And they shall pursue, pursue thee until thou perish. So let's talk about what a few of these things are. Uh, inflammation, that can be arthritis and gout. Anything that causes the body to be inflamed. Uh, um, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> the consumption that has to do with uh, digestive problems. Uh, the fever, um, having the extreme burning. That could be neuropathy. That could also be um, STDs. That can be indigestion. That could be anything that causes there to be burning in any area of the body. It covers a lot of different areas. A lot of different areas. Um, yeah, you just, we're going to leave blasting alone. Let's just, we're going to keep going. <laughs> okay, so verse 23. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass. And the earth that is under thee shall be iron. In other words, you can't, there's... In other words, uh, outside's going to be terrible too. Yeah. You know, have you ever tried to pray and you felt like your prayers couldn't get above your nose? It's like that all the time for these people. They feel like there's no help anywhere in in this. Most of these people were farmers and... and, uh, herders and that kind of stuff and they they work the land so when it says that the earth underneath thee shall be iron that means 
your digging ain't going to be easy. Yeah, and your crops aren't going to grow, and it's just going to be a nightmare. Would you just read just a little bit more? I don't need to read all 60-some-odd verses. No. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven it shall come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed from all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth and no man shall fray them away. Nobody's going to chase them off from eating you. Yep. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with Those the, are blemishes and other issues. And with the emeralds. Uh, those are hernias in the private area of the body. And with the scab. And with We're the We're not going to talk about that. We are not talking about that either. Where thou can, canst not be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness. This is mental problems. And blindness. And astonishment of heart. This can be your heart being heavy and worn. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropest in darkness. Thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt only be oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Okay, so this goes on for 69 verses, I believe it is. No, 68 verses. It goes on to 68 verses. So uh, the, the curse is very... Uh, you know, and, and, and the first part of this is 15 verses. It's all about the blessings. Well, why does God only say a little bit about the blessings and so much about the curse? Because you go, oh, I'm blessed. That covers a gamut of stuff. We don't need to have the blessing explained to us. It means the good, good life. But when you say the cursing, you've got to lay it out in details. You've got to lay it out in details. And that's in hope that you'll try to because avoid people, it. people, yeah, because God wants you to know. But I want you to get around over here to jump, jump to verse... Um, because it does take effort to live your life for God. Uh, jump over to verse 61. Real quick, I want to jump over to 61. verse 61. Okay. And also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. So you can look at these and say, well, I don't know what the consumption is and what the inflammation is and what the extreme burning is and, and, and what all that is. Um, but if you go, if you actually do a Bible study and you go look these things up, you're going to find out that we have these same diseases on the earth still today. We just have them by different names. But if for some reason you go through uh, Deuteronomy 28 and you don't find, let's use COVID, does that mean that COVID's not part of the curse? No. no. It says also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of the law. So every sickness, every disease, every plague that comes your way is considered part of the curse of the law. Well, what is the curse of the law? Well, the curse of the law is what Satan is allowed to bring into your life when you don't position yourself under the hand of Jehovah Rapha. But when you position yourself under the hand of Jehovah Rapha, the great physician, Oh, that paints a very different picture. Now, let's back up to verse 1 because that's a much better picture. That's a much, much better picture. All right. So, verse 1 of 28. Verse 1. Now, remember, we started this with Pastor Mike in Exodus. 
uh, chapter 15, where it said, Listen to the Lord your God and Jehovah. I'm just summarizing. And Jehovah Rapha is going to take care of you. He's going to heal you, right? That's where we started today, correct? Yes. Now check out what it says here. All right, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like Exodus 15? Sounds very similar. Sounds very similar. Now he's going to give us some details. I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field, and blessed shalt thou be shall the fruit of thy body be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind. Man, it sure does sound good to be blessed in the body. And a the, whole lot better than being cursed in the body. And the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in. And blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven Now, ways. we read over in, a little later that when you're under the curse, your enemies are going to come at you from seven different directions. Here it says if you get under the hand of God, God's going to cause your enemies to flee from you in seven different directions. That sure does sound a whole lot better. But look at verse 8. Verse 8 is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, if you keep this verse by itself, if you just take this verse out of context, you isolate it and you keep it by itself, it sounds like no matter what, God's going to command the blessing. No matter, It doesn't matter what you do, he's going to command the blessing. But we can't isolate scriptures. You can make the Bible say anything you want to by isolating it. We can't isolate this. We have to keep it in context of the scriptures around it. So we just read the seven scriptures before it, and what was every part of this contingent on? Go back to verse 1. What was every part? shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. So if, if, keeping in context, if we will listen to the voice of the Lord our God and we will commit to doing it, then we can jump to verse 8, keeping it in context. Then we can say, God will command the blessing to me. How much do you know? You want the blessing commanded to you instead of his hand being removed so that Satan can command the curse to you. Why don't you think about that? If God's not commanding the, the blessing, then Satan's commanding the curse. Amen. Let me say that again. If God is not commanding the blessing, then Satan is commanding the curse. So, how do we prevent Satan from commanding the curse to our life? We put God, and we follow everything that God says. We put Jehovah Rapha. We put the great physician between us and Satan. Because Satan's commanding the curse no matter what we do. 
So let's turn this around a little bit. So let's get Jehovah Rapha right between us and the enemy. So let's turn this around a little bit. It says here that if we shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments. Well, if we're not hearkening to the voice of the Lord our God and we're not doing his commandments, whose voice are we listening to? Come on. Come Satan. on. And that's why he's commanding the, the curse upon us. So no, 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 we don't want to do that. I mean, Satan's going to, here's the deal. Satan's going to command the curse to you no matter how you walk. Why? Because he hates you and he's going to take you down and he is a criminal and he does not follow the law. If he can put, if he can bring his junk to you, he will. If he can still kill and destroy your life, he will. So how do you put Jehovah Rapha, the great physician, between you and the one that brings sickness, death, and disease? obedience to Jehovah Rapha. Amen. How much do you know? If you go to the doctor's office and the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you've got this, Ill, this illness, you need to take these medications to get past this illness. And you go home, you go to the pharmacy, you fill out the prescription, you pay for the drugs, you take them home, you set them on the counter, and you never take the medication. What's going to happen? You're going to get worse. Over time, I mean, every once in a while, some sicknesses will just run their course. But it's going to run your body down, and it's going to open you up to another sickness. And it's going to open you up to another sickness. But if you'll take that, if you'll, if you'll take that, that medicine that the physician prescribed, then what's that going to do? It's going to begin to eradicate that sickness out of your body. Well, guess what our great physician has prescribed for us? Put him first. Amen. Follow his commandments. That's the prescription of the day. Hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. That's today's prescription. And do all that he has commanded you to do. On a content Now, here's the deal. If you go home and you pop one pill, but you never pop another one, is that going to help you? Nope. Nope. You got to follow through. <laughs> I know somebody. I'm not going to call them out, but I know somebody. They'll go to the doctor. And they'll, they'll be legitimately sick. They'll go to the doctor. The doctor will give them a, a prescription of antibiotics and things like that. And they'll take their prescription, you know, and, and normally antibiotics are, I mean, now they've got the z pack so there's like a five-day thing. Um, but typically, they'd give you a 10- to 14-day thing of pills, right? They would take the pills for about three to four days, just enough to boost their system so that their system could then recover. Then they would squirrel away their medicine. Save it for Then a they would day. save it for the next time they got sick. But then they'd forget that they had the medicine. So they'd go to the doctor, and they'd do the same thing again, and then they'd squirrel the medicine away. Well, the next they got time, a box of pills. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they get sick every time they turn around, but they got this box of pills. Some of them expired. Some of them aren't. They're, they're self-medicating because they got all these prescriptions over here, and they're, but they're wondering why they're sick because they're never taking the full prescription. That's right. All they're doing is they're taking enough to suppress the sickness, and then they're going back on, but that sickness is still there, and then that sickness pops back up, and then the next thing you know, they're whining and crying. Why am I sick all the time? So because many, you won't take the medicine as prescribed. And so many Christians do the same thing in their walk with God. 
you know, when things are down and when things are hard and when things are tough, they're, they're good to, to read their word and to pray and to, and to speak to God and to pray in tongues and all that. But as soon as things start to get a little better, well, I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. So how are we going to get sickness away from us? And how are we going to maintain healing? We are going to consistently take the medicine that the great physician has provided and prescribed. And what is that prescription? We are going to hearken to the voice of the Lord our God. And it's going to allow Jehovah Rapha to stand between us and the enemy of Satan, which is uh, the, the enemy which brings sickness, death, and disease, which is Satan. Well, glory to God. Praise God. I think we're done. I you preached myself happy. I preached myself happy. We got some solutions. Didn't know we were going there at all, but praise <laughs> no, God. That's, that's all right. It's good. huh? <laughs> that's nothing to do with your notes. It has nothing to do with where we were going, but praise the Lord. It helped somebody. Were you helped? I know I was helped. Glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, why don't you bless our tithes and our offerings? We always give people an opportunity to give. Thank all you, Lord. Right. Well, Lord, we come before you today, and we thank you for the the word that you've given us, the, the medicine that you've given us, the nourishment that you've given us, to, given our spirits and our, and our bodies. Lord, we just thank you for it. We, we, we treasure that. We, we value that. We're going we're gonna to keep it in us, and we're going gonna, gonna to tend it, and it's going to be on good ground, and it's going to grow in our lives, and it's going to bear fruit in our lives and the lives of those we come in contact with because you have called us to share your word and to share the glory of you and to, and to, and to Give our testimonies to anyone that will listen. Lord, we, we just love you, and we want to see your work done here on earth, so we give unto your kingdom because you asked us to and you, you commanded us to. You said that if we give unto you, that, that, you, will, that you will give unto us. Uh, oh, man, I lost it. Press down, shaking together. Yeah, press and down, shaking together, you. and running over. Uh, more than we can ever ask, hope, or think. And Lord, we just ask that the bless that that the offering that we do give, that you that you multiply it, that you that you get that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. More than we can ever ask, hope, or think towards the doing of your work, Lord. Because we give with a joyous heart, we give generously because we love you and we want to see your work done here on earth. We love you so much, Lord, that we can't help but give and we can't help but work towards you. And we're going to do that all the days of our lives, Lord. We're going to do it with a spirit of excellence. We're going to do it uh, to the best yeah. of our ability, Lord. And we know that as we do this, you will make our abilities more. That you will multiply us and you will bless us and that we will, we will become a bigger blessing unto your kingdom, Lord. And we thank you for that. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy. We are forewarned and forearmed against you and we stop you in your tracks. We stand against you and we will not stop and we will not turn away. You must flee in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just ask that you, you bless us and you keep us and you watch over us and that, that, that you bring healing in our bodies and healing in our hands so that we can lay our hands on, on those we come in contact that need healing and that we can pray for them and that they will recover. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Uh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we thank you that your word is always true and that your word is working. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we thank you that as we sow seed, that, Father, a harvest comes. And, Father, we glorify you, and we honor you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Derek, you can serve the people. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Well, I believe Miss Kathy's coming home on Wednesday. That's what she told us. Yeah. Um, so she'll be home this week. We've got service Wednesday. Uh, prayer for the nation on Saturday morning. At nice, bright, and early at 8 o'clock. Start your weekend right with Jesus. Um, and uh, then we've got our regular schedule next Sunday. And uh, other than that, we are dismissed. Have a wonderful week. If you need us, anything at all, don't hesitate to call or reach out to us.